Hey everyone, it's Against the Green Podcast. This is episode number 59 for October 17th, 2019. I'm Justin Napama, and as always, I'm joined by Freddie Roman. Hello, 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 hello. Thank God I don't laugh. How are you, man? Good. Doing great this week. Guy, what's going on? What's going on? Well, uh, got, I, I ripped out my kitchen and put new cabinets in. I, I, I just finished it today, as a matter yeah. of fact. Congratulations. Did it go smoothly? Yeah, everything went pretty pretty well. I had a couple of small issues here and there, but nothing major. I had to do some electrical work and a little bit of plumbing. The only, the only thing, the biggest problem I had was with my my dishwasher. So kept my sink, right? As long as I could. And then I pulled it out and I, I we were without a kitchen sink for a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've ever been without a kitchen sink, it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So I, I, on Sunday, I started putting the sink back. I put that cabinet back in and I put the sink in there. And um, Monday I needed to wash dishes. So I started running the dishwasher and I get this freaking error code. It won't drain. So I look up the error code on the internet and saying, well, you've got this, the, the, the drain is stuck. There's nothing stuck in the drain. Well, it's the filter. Oh, okay. So I pull the thing out. I look at all this stuff. So as I'm installing the rest of the cabinets, I'm messing around with my dishwasher. And of course, water is getting all over the place. Hmm. I must have spent an additional two or three hours on that damn stupid washer, dishwasher that day. So I, I don't know why, but it always seems I reach these epiphanies when I'm in the shower, soaping up my junk. So I figured out that there's, <laughs> there must have been a plug in the garbage disposal. Sure as hell. I walk, I come downstairs and I look at the instructions for the garbage disposal and there's a knockout for the dishwasher. And that's what, that's what was stopping it. That was the biggest um, hurdle obstacle I had to overcome. And so all in all, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad. Uh, So I just finished installing the the hardware today. Good. The actual door handles and stuff. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. So it looks nice. I still got a couple little things to do here and there. Uh, I made the lazy round things for the lazy Susan yesterday. I have, I got to reinstall that. And uh, there's a couple like the pull out drawers that go in the pantry. I haven't made those yet. You know, you open up the door and then there's yeah. shelves that pull out. I haven't Small made those yet. Stuff, right? Yeah. Cause we have, we don't, we don't, the, all that's extra found space for us. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not going to greatly affect things too much. So good. But yeah, it's good. Everything looks Wife's good. happy and I'm done. Guy's happy in turn. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what do you got going on, Freddie? What do I got going on is today I removed three windows from a historic home in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, badly, badly rotted on the bottom. They caulked and filled the gap between the window and the sill and painted over it. And all that did was was trap all the moisture. And basically, I got to repaint, re, uh, remake the bottom rail, remake the sill, remake the what's under the windowsill, which I can't remember the name right now. It's all radius, all needs to match exact profile. Uh, that took yeah. about four or five hours because we filled the opening with bending plywood and we staggered two three eighths thick sheets so that the seams won't match and uh, we bought them in four by eight sheets and the small windows are really easy to do uh but the big one was a real pain and uh you know of course the window's not perfectly straight up and down so you have to cut angles and you have to make two of everything and attach everything and that took a lot it took like five or six hours it took a lot of work and we just kept on dissecting the windows and saying, all right, this needs to be changed. This needs to be changed. And the job just like went from three to five to eight to 10 to $12,000. So it's just like, you know, it went really 
really uh, crazy there for a few minutes. And then I'm scraping pews for church. And then I'm getting ready to remove columns that are 16 foot tall uh, in about a week or so. And um, what else? Finishing up odds and ends on uh, varnishing currently. So full, full house again. But I've been saying no to almost every single job that's coming in, saying that I'm not interested in it. So the jobs that are coming in now either it has to be very profitable or easy. And I, I, not that I'm trying to be like putting my nose up in the air and like I'm too good for it. It's just more that I'm not going to be housing furniture and I'm pretty much booked at least through March uh, right now guaranteed. So uh, I have no time for anything. Okay. Everyone, so you know, Freddie's microphone was having issues. He's recording with uh, a headset, and you're probably going to have really bad audio for him. So we're sorry for that. Just wanted to get that out of the way. My headset sucks right scratching. now? Yeah, well, the scra- we're getting lots of scratching. I guess you're talking with your hands. So. Uh, I was talking with my hands. There you go. I will stop talking with my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we resolved the uh, issue with the mic. I'm sorry. No. Damn it. You, you move, we hear it. So, yeah, you have to sit perfectly still, Freddie. Yeah, don't move. don't move. Yeah, I just read the words on the screen. Don't move. It sounds like crap. <laughs> so, what about me? Yeah, what do you got going on, Justin? I finished up the column. Those post floating shelf things. They're getting installed tomorrow. Uh, I went with the customer down to the house last night. We dropped off the little, well, not little, but it's a it's a six foot fireplace. It actually goes in this thing. Um, it's just, it's a, it's more or less lights and mirrors type thing. Smoke and mirrors going on. It's a fake fireplace, but it looks really cool. So, uh, I'll install the shelving tomorrow and put all that stuff in place. And it's just, it's just a cool little house. I worked on it last year. It's a little octagon shaped. Uh, I don't know what they call them. Little hut thing. It's down the shore. And then he's got a little bump out area in it for like, is it a like little, a dome? Yeah, it's not a dome. It's a, I can't remember what they call those little houses. You you see them in vacation areas where it's all actually canvas. This one's a real framed home, but it's, it's octagon shaped. Okay. And then it's just, there's three bedrooms in it and a kitchen and a little bathroom. It's, it's pretty amazing how much stuff is in this little, man, I bet you 400 square foot place, but and then he has a little bump out area, which is a little sitting like uh, living room, which is I think eight by ten, and that's where all the floating shelves are going and everything. But yeah, cool. it's at the shore. It's beautiful in Cape May, New Jersey. So the Jersey Shore. Huh? I'll be down. Yeah, eh, kind of. It is. It is. It's the point of New Jersey. So down south. <laughs> I don't know. It's the good Jersey Shore. Let's say that. That's why I neglect, to, regret to say that. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'll install it in tomorrow, and then next week I am, I have some, I got to make some handmade trim. I think I talked about it last show. That's sitting on my bench waiting to get made. I'm finally going to finish up those table leaves that have been sitting around as well for a while. So that'll all happen next week. I got cool. Then I'm onto a big project. Awesome. But things are moving along. Yep. What's your big project? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I have a built-in for a customer that's that I met through Instagram and she keeps piling all work, which is good. So she's seems like a pretty good customer going to turn to a very good customer. Let's put it that way. But cool. yeah. So what else? What else? What else? What else? That's it. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. That's about it. What, what's our, what's our topic this week? Freddie. I don't know where our topic is. What did you want to talk about? Oh well, yeah. <clears throat> I was, yeah, I thought we were going to do market. Then we're going to do marketing with something else. And talent. 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 Yes, whether you're born with it or you we learn it. Freddie, were you born with those hands that can build things like know. that? Nope. All I had was passion. That's what I have. And the, I, I'll have to agree with and that. And the ability me. to um, stare at failure and just get, get right up. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I got. You're moving again. You know, I'm not scared of making mistakes, and I'm not embarrassed of my mistakes. So most likely, I can hide them. Yep. Guy, you think you're talented? No. You think you have talent? You think you have talent? No. Do you believe in talent? Because I, I don't. Yes. 
to some to some degree it depends i agree i mean there's 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 a lot of people that are woodworkers and they throw this moniker around well i'm an artist no you're not um there's very few people i think that can actually call them that are that are woodworkers that can call themselves artists and even then most of the time they're not even making their stuff they're just designing it um right I, I just find the whole I'm an artist thing and I'm probably going to get some hate mail for Big this. Time. I just find it extreme. I find it very pretentious. There's, there's some people that are truly are, but most aren't. We're just making stuff. I'll agree with that. And, um, most of the design stuff we've seen or have been inspired from something else. We've seen somebody else do. There's very few things that are truly original anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. but then you also have to take a look at what's your definition of talent. Is it the design thing that we were, that I was just talking about, or is it actually be able to take a design and make it come to life, um, through woodwork? And I know there's some guys that I've seen that, that take up woodworking and, and two years later, they're better than I could ever hope to be making sawdust. Um, Mm -hmm. So there is, I think some, some people are predisposed to, to that type of, to this type of work. And mm-hmm. some people have to work very hard at it to be good. So I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit yeah. of both. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I hear the word all the time that I'm talented. I, I think like Freddie, I just knocked my head against the wall enough that you become good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm not talented. <laughs> like, and, and there are there are people that are just I don't want to say talented, naturally gifted, or the same thing, but kind of are. And they are. You know, I have I have a um, mechanical mind. I guess I can say that. You know. Yeah, I I think it's it's I have a mechanical mind and I have common sense, and those two go pretty far together. Um, like. The, like, you know, I feel like I should have been a mechanic versus what I'm doing now because I enjoy taking things apart and putting them back together. Uh, but that's probably why I do restoration. Like, I enjoy taking things apart and putting them mm-hmm. back together. Maybe. You know, it's. I think it, it all depends on what aspect of woodworking, if we're going to talk about just woodworking, you're getting into. Because some people may not be great at furniture making. They can't be efficient and productive, um, and they don't have the eye while maybe milling material or making molding or um, copying something or, or you know, doing repair work, they can be very successful. And that's sometimes where that's where you're, you're a good framer and you're a good roofer and you are great on doing finished carpentry. You suck at tiling, you know. So it's just like it's one of those things that, you know, mm-hmm. not, everything, not everyone is really good at multiple aspects of woodworking um so or being a a contractor per se so that's where you have to kind of figure out where your strengths are that's why there's so many people that are great at at demolition they say they say you know demolition because it's like just about anyone can be good at that so you know destroying (laughs) stuff and and just like slinging a sledgehammer so like i could i could clean a mean toilet bowl like you wouldn't believe like my dad was a maintenance man and he took pride in cleaning every toilet bowl and he drilled that into me and I take pride in cleaning a toilet bowl like you wouldn't believe. So, yeah. So, you know, it's like in sports, I think sometimes, man, like you need talent. Like, you know, I played a lot of sports. I bought, I even went to sports to college and because I did all that doesn't mean I was actually good. It just means I just had a heart. Like, you know, Rudy, Rudy, kind of thing. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, when it comes, when it comes, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think you get a knack for certain certain things, and is that talent? I don't know. I, and I don't think about this. We may have spoke about this before, but I, I think you just, I think you hit the nail on the head with passion. If you have passion for something. And, and you have some of the other key things that are needed to be. So yes, let's take baseball. If you have passion for it, that's one thing. But if you have passion and motor skills and a couple other things, then yeah, it all lends 
mm-hmm. in hand for you to be very good at something. Um, I think, I think you can be, if you have good motor skills and you start carving and you have a passion for that, you're going to be a very good carver. You might be able to figure it all out, figure out the little tricks and trades of the trade and the secrets of how to do things and the way they should look. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that need to, I don't know. Is that talent? I might be wrong, but maybe part of it is because I just think I can do anything. Yeah. I Probably think I'm not good at all of them, but I, I think talent, could, the, the word talent can be interpreted a lot of different ways and can be applied to a lot of different skill sets. It really yeah. depends on how it's used in context. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, you know, Freddie was talking about sports before. A lot of these these kids and these these guys in sports, they do have just natural born talent to do something. Um, and a lot of that does take a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of training, but it also takes a lot of God given ability to do things. That's what that's what I really think of as when I hear the word talent, like a God given ability to do something. Uh, do something well without having to really mm-hmm. try hard doing it. It's just something mm-hmm. that pours out of you. So that's why I equated it to something yeah. like an artist before, because it's just okay. like, it just, it just, it just is part of you. It just, like I said, flows out of your hands. And when, and, and relating that to woodworking, which is, you know, kind of what we're, we're talking about mostly on this podcast that's why I said, you know, I don't see a lot of that in woodworking talent. I see a lot of guys that are very accomplished woodworkers, a lot of guys that are extremely good woodworkers. But when you start talking about, you know, is it, uh, uh, is there an artistic talent to it? Eh, not so much. You know, I think someone right. who's great, at, who's an artist, uh, per se, in woodworking, is probably like Peter Galbert. Like that man can design and produce and he's talented when it comes to chairs. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and this is other questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's some people out there who are on, uh, YouTube that, um, that I feel like are very talented because they can just about work in any medium that they desire. And it's, they're really good at it. And they, 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 even though they may not be natural at it, they figure out a way to go from A to Z slowly, but they get there. And for me, that that shows that they have talent, but it's just like repetition. If if you keep just like dovetail drawers, just keep cutting angles and keep cutting straight up and down, then you should be able to get it. Like you know, I said it multiple times. I I all I wanted to do was cut dovetails, and my first set of dovetails, I think I slammed them and broke them and kicked them and I screamed outside because I spent like eight hours and it looked like crap all you know terrible and then you look at my mentor he's talking to you he's basically his eyes closed it's like Michael Jordan shooting from the free throw line it's like everything is flawless and then now it's just like eh, it's just a dovetail you know but I can say that now after thousands of dovetails repetition plays a role right yeah, but is that really talent or is that a learned skill? I think part of it becomes talent because if you're not going to be there to observe and correct what's in front of you, then you're always going to fail. Like everyone says today, like if you don't do this full time, oh, the first thing you should do is you should warm up and strike a whole bunch of lines and cut down these lines and make sure you have everything perfectly straight. And me, it's just like, dude, after the first 1,200, you strike a line. I saw on the line, it's perfect. And it's just like, because I tripped over myself 1,000 times, and then 1,001, I finally got it. You know, And now it's just like, I got it. It's just a line. You know, I know how to position my body. I know what a, saw, a sharp saw is. So it's just like, there's no practice. It's just like, draw the line, cut to the line, done. You know, by the first thousand, it was just like, I went to, I cut into my line. I went too far to the left. I went too far to the right. You know, it's just like one thing after another. And then after a while, it's like, duh, it's like a tennis player, you know, with a backhand. It's just fluid. They did it so many times. So, sorry. Well, I'm all over the place here. No, no, you're, you're, that's exactly the reason I don't know that I believe in talent because you're doing it so many times it becomes Mm -hmm. repetition to you. Um, I, I, I understand what you're saying, Guy. There is 
I guess there is talent, but even people that have artistic abilities, they spent their whole life doing that. And that's how I don't know that I believe, you know what I mean? They had a passion for it and they just been doing it longer than most people, people that can draw really well. You know what? They started drawing when they were little tiny kids mm-hmm. and they just kept drawing and drawing and drawing. So guess what? They got 15, 20 years on you and me. So they're going to be better than you at it. Yeah. But, you and know, uh, I, and just, yeah. just, uh, just, uh, it's a for, for sake of, argument. uh, debate. So you've got, a, you've got a small child who, you know, has got some crayons and he's doing some very, you know, very good drawings with crayons. Well, the parent sees that and starts fostering that talent and with the child as he grows older and becomes a young adult. And the, the teachers see that as a, as a God-given gift, as a talent. And they start furthering and fostering that talent. I'm using air quotes there. And so it, there is a, a certain amount of, of repetition that leads to a more defined set of skills. Uh, absolutely. Cause that's, that's where I am. I have no talent. And I, I hear the same thing that you hear just people say, Oh, you're so talented. I, I don't really think I'm talented at all. I just, no, I don't think it at all. I don't think, <laughs> thank you. Um, no, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. Uh, I just, I just make stuff and I've just like, like Freddie's talking about, I've just done it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It just, I can just do it. And I don't see it as a talent. I just see it as a, as a set of skills. Yep. And, but there, there are people, you know, we, uh, we've talked about this, uh, not on the podcast, Justin, but, but off, uh, off the microphone where we were talking about fishing and you know, your brother is a professional bass fisherman. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love the bass fish and I, I can, I can go, I could bass fish every single day for 20 years and still not be as good as what your brother is because there's still a certain amount of talent. He still has a certain, just, it just, there, there's a ability. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just there's a certain yeah, ability. But- Cause I used to fish with this guy and we'd be throwing the same lure and I used to copy him. I, I, I he'd be, he'd be throwing this. I'd start throwing it. Cause he'd be catching, he'd be pulling fish out. Boom, 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 boom. Me, nothing. You know, so you don't know how to wiggle the worm, right? <laughs> well, you know, he'd, he'd say it's all, it's all on your presentation yeah. guy. And it, yeah. which, you know, we don't want to go, go off into the weeds there, but you know, here, here was a guy who I, I said, I fished with, that was just incredible. He could have been a professional fisherman, but he was just always a good fisherman. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some people are just always good at drawing. Some people are always good at sports and they don't, it doesn't take a lot of extra training to get them up to speed because it's built into them genetically or into their, into their mindset. This is a very philosophical conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. Good and bad. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I don't know. I, it's funny, I guess. And a lot of it comes back onto me where people tell me I'm talented. And just like you guy, you, you don't believe you yourself are talented. And I don't believe I'm my, my me myself is talented. And I think it, it, it part of it's more that it bothers me to hear that about me. Not I just me. have not me. ability. I'm talented use, as hell right? now. I, but you know, twenty. <laughs> Yeah, like you Is know, twelve years marketing? ago, boy, I was just <laughs> just generic green. Didn't know where how to hold a screwdriver, you know, properly, and the differences or anything like that. All right, well, if you're gonna say it like that, then I'm talented. Oh yeah, you right? are, and that's very talented. We're all talented because you you figured it out and you you dedicated yourself. Yeah, but and guys, talented. But again. Too, man. But again, is that just a set of skills that you've learned over time? That's that's how I look at it. That's why I look at it. It's a set of skills that make you successful in what you're doing today, which forms into a talent. Like I'm not giving you five cents in like in a carnival or anything to see your talent, but you have capability um, <laughs> that many people Guys don't have. Anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So 
All right. So let's twist this over to the other side of this whole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. conversation of the marketing. Mm-hmm. You have to be a talented marketer you- to be successful in this business. <laughs> <sighs> the ability. Yeah, that's sell. and that's a completely. That, you know, I, I was a salesman yeah. for a number of years. Sales and marketing are two completely different things, and mm-hmm. they, they they get they that term gets those two terms get conflated with one another, but they're two separate items. Um, I'm a good salesman, but I'm horrible at marketing. So I think in today's small business, you almost have to be decent or good at both. I think they almost have to go hand in hand. Without doubt. Now. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think what happens is, and this is what happens on Instagram in a few weeks, it's like winter season. All the contractors are going to be like, look at this and throw back this and remember this and look how talented we are. And yet in the heart of summer, no one advertises. No one says anything. No one shows anything. You, unfortunately, even at the busiest moment, need to be looking for work. Okay. And thinking about next year. It's too late. If you're thinking about next year now, you're too late. Like for, you know, certain, certain aspects. Like I've already been looking and booking stuff for next year in May. Like, you know, I already know what I'm doing next year. And it's just like, and I started doing ads on Instagram and on Facebook in April for next year, not for this year. And everywhere I walk or if I drive down the street, I'm riding down the street. I was like, oh, Grant Street, beautiful two or three houses. When I go drive through again recently, I leave a brochure. I leave a little advertising on the knob saying this is what i do i'm working in your area this is why you see this on your door your neighbors are using me can i help serve you and do you have anything in need you know for restoration so i'm always trying to tell the neighbors look at now i'm here you should be hiring me and these are my services your neighbor was smart enough to hire me, you should be smart too, you know? So it's like that mentality of like showcasing. Now, the other day I heard on a podcast, you know, when you're someone like me is working and cutting outside or making dust or, or if I'm working in a house and multiple trades are coming in, you knock on your neighbor, the neighbor's door and be like, hi, how are you? You introduce yourself to them and say, I'm working at your neighbor's house. Here's my business card. These are the items that we're doing next door. If one of my trades is blocking your driveway or one of my trades are creating too much dust, please send me an email or send me a text message. This number within the hour, I'm going to handle it. You may not get work from them, but they may remember that you were responsible enough and your neighbor may give you praise to remind them. And then maybe you'll get work from them or they may share your magnet because that happened to me. I have magnets in my business. Two people this week saying, a neighbor of mine gave me your magnet, and this is why I'm here. Okay, so it's just like I have magnets now on my on my van. So when I park in the middle of the street, you know, I have a sticker that says "Take me." It's literally a magnet of my business, uh, and it's just like. And every day I put it on there, and every single day, at least almost all of them are gone, or five or six are gone. And next year, no, I get phone calls from them, and that works out really well. It's a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. What other what other marketing tricks do you have? Because I really don't do anything, <laughs> and I'm staying busy. Yeah, you're just all word word of mouth. Well, think, yeah. Just yeah. keep doing good work. And uh, do you need I, work? I think, like Guy said, more, you, you, the no. word of mouth is working for you, right? So is the yeah, work ever? Yeah. It's, good work, and and I think being a good person. Was the work going to run out? No, I'm doing all right. So when you move to your new location, is the work going to be different there, or the work is going to still be coming to you? Uh, work will still be coming to me. And yeah. I'll just be gaining. When I get up there, I'm going to have to start marketing. And I've talked to my wife about doing a couple of furniture shows around there, just little city mm-hmm. fair things, just to get the word out that I'm there. But I don't, um, I, I don't see anything truly changing. I just do pick, look at, um, I just look at gaining in an area. Do you, do you actively uh, ask your customers for referrals? No. No. No, no I get to ask for a referral either. Nope. I they. I just think my I think my name just gets tossed around enough that it doesn't matter. I talked to somebody the other day and they said that 
your name is so much around here. I don't want to, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not, I can't come up with any words. This whole week's been this way for me. Uh, <laughs> I, my name is so prevalent around here. We're good doing good work that everybody just knows it. If they need something done, they, they don't need it done tomorrow. They need it done soon. Then they'll call me. That's what it was. Uh, actually it was the guy, that's what it was. It was the guy I was, I'm doing the shelves for. He told me about how he got my name. He w- walked into some metal shop place. The guy barely even knows me, but he just is like, he knew that I do really good work. He says, if you need somebody to do this, this is probably the guy for you. I heard his work is amazing. They sent him over to me. They probably used the word I was talented, but hey. Yeah, exactly. It's so talented. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, and that's how I, this guy found me. Came came over to my place and just said, hey, I heard you're really good. I need this done. Can you do it? Of course, I said yes. So. You know, it's just one of those things that people always say out there that, you know, if you don't have a website that's active or if you're not spending like several thousand dollars on a website, then you're not going to your full potential. Like even even a blog shows activity to say Google and they see something's changing and that means that you're relative and that helps with your marketing. You're never going to be on the first page because everyone's paying for the first page. But if you're halfway down the first page or on the, on the top of the second page, then you're doing great, yeah. you know? And then I think... I See, I, I have to say that's the other thing too, Freddie. I think the fact that you're in the area you're in, you have to advertise of some sort. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, it's so small around here that uh, the three little tri-city area where I live, everybody just knows me. Mm-hmm. Knows my name, but it's tossed around enough. I don't know. I think that's part of the competition. Yeah, I, I, I can think. I can think of a couple things to say regarding that, but I won't. I'll be nice. Oh, wow. What are you being mean, Jai? I want to know. <laughs> no, I don't want to be mean. I was going to make yeah. a. I was going to make a bad guess, joke. Freddy, I think, guess where that. he's going with this. Oh, I don't know. I'm confused. Um, so you know, I've done advertising on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I've gotten five or six jobs from them. You know, one like I think I told you guys recently like one of them is like 50 or 60 thousand dollars and that's just from one 30 dollar ad and um at first i thought i know a lot of people that that, that advertise quite a bit on facebook and i guess that does yeah you know it's something i should probably consider i do more on instagram than i do on facebook but i know like um what's his name joe the carpenter um he does a lot of on 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 facebook and he gets a ton of work and he and he doesn't leave the general vicinity of where he lives. Like he's always just working in that area, and uh, he's been very successful. And his advertisements uh, has has gotten to the point that people in Virginia and like North Carolina are starting to call him and are willing to pay him to stay at their boathouse as he remodels or rebuilds the interiors of cabinetry and everything else. And he's moving forward, and he's very ecstatic and happy about it. So I think. It's all about putting some effort into it. You know, some people will say, oh, once a day now, post something on social media. And then I have other people who are business coaches and says, if you're not posting three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then you're not going to your full potential and you're missing out because other people are. So it all depends. Yeah, but my argument for that is somebody like me, how much is my full potential? Because I have a backlog because I'm doing as much as I can. Now, you know, that's a great point. Now, are the jobs extremely profitable? Now, if you're making money, that's great, but are they profitable? Yeah. You know, um, I'm going towards jobs now that the numbers are significantly bigger and there's an opportunity for a lot of profit. Uh, before, I wasn't chasing mm-hmm. that. I was chasing that, you know, $250 here and $250 there or 1000 here, 1000 there. Now, I'm kind of... Yeah. I think I, th- I think I think Justin's in kind of a different situation altogether. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but you really don't chase work. No, no. But it, along the lines, it finds right, you. Along the lines, what Freddie's saying is, if I advertised, work would come to me, and then I would turn down and pick and choose what yeah. I wanted, which would be more profitable. I, I won't mm-hmm. argue that. Um, because a perfect example is like now historic districts are 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 being. Are, what's the word I'm looking for? They realize I'm alive now, that I exist. So I'm on a regular basis getting people who are working on historic district jobs calling me and saying that 
you know, you've been recommended by several districts. We want you to take a look at this job. And then I move forward. Like most recently, I moved forward with a, with a big job. You know, we're looking at two, three hundred thousand dollar job for a variety of different restoration aspects. And I said, okay, you know, how detailed do you want me to be on my bid? And the response is like, oh no, you've been recommended by so many people. We just want you to give us a rough ballpark of your bid. You got the job. You know, and I was like, oh, I didn't think I got the job. It's like, oh no, we don't, we don't, we're not even looking for anyone else. You got the job. We just needed you to collect the numbers so we have something in the budget so we can start next year. And we expect that this is going to take four or five months. And I was like, yeah, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. You know, so now I'm I'm thinking of bigger jobs like that. And now that this area in Boston, Massachusetts, it's rapidly changing. And historic, historic districts are now being really strong and really giving their opinion and giving a hard time to contractors. They need someone who says... Or has the ability of like, yeah, I can restore the windows, doors, or I can make the cabinets, I can make the doors. Oh, you want me to weld something for you? I can weld that for you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So being able to just be like, I'm only dealing with one person, it's like a lifesaver for them. So now that's kind of where I'm chasing higher number profitable jobs that say three, four, or five hundred thousand dollars is a tiny little piece of twenty-six million dollars. You know, so, and that gives me, if I'm doing my job correctly and I know my numbers, gives me an opportunity to be very profitable and reduce the number of clients and less paperwork. Freddie, you're killing me with the movement. I'm, I'm moving? I'm not, oh, I did. I just did move my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crap. Damn. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm a hand talker. I know you are. Stick them in your pockets. I know. Duct tape, please. Don't do Someone duct tape there. me to this chair. No one's here. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I, it sounds like a combination of both for you. I understand the, the idea and the, what you're going with it, but that also sounds like you're creating a reputation for yourself, and now they are just need a number from you just to prove that you're doing it type thing. But uh, Guy... I know you said you tried doing work around your area and there just was nothing. Would you think that if you did get a little bit established, it would be more like me, my area for you or like guy, uh, Freddy's? No, I just never did any advertising. Okay. And that was by choice. And that's, yeah, that was my okay. choice. So, because I, I, I didn't have any money in the budget to do it. I have, I have, I, 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 it's always, always been an issue. I've never had a, I've never had any money for a budget to do anything with. I agree with that. Same um, with me. Never, never had anything set aside that could go every, 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 every time I, every time I get a project, it's just every extra penny I have goes to getting the materials for it. You, You couldn't charge more or, you know, um, change the approach. So that you don't have to take every single penny towards the materials. Well, yeah, that 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 makes sense. But I guess where I was I was gone with that, where I, I really wasn't actively out there looking for stuff, anyways. I got you. That that much. So it didn't really matter because I was make I I I made a, a not a huge living, but a decent living off just doing the content creation. So there's really no reason to mess with pesky customers gotcha. if that makes mm-hmm. sense i still did a couple jobs here and there but for people i know so and i've you know i get a couple referrals here and there kind of thing but um i, I just i just i really didn't care either right. way why skin that cat if you don't need to yeah but yeah. cat legs do taste i was happy cat legs mm. i'm sorry <laughs> I'm I'm happy I'm happy just making enough money to 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 keep me in you know uh, whiskey and cigarettes and I'm I'm fine. They're not cheap anymore. Yeah, well that's that's an old that's an old saying. You guys wouldn't. Oh yeah. Uh, probably Must heard have been that cheap before. back yeah. then. Long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about models, whiskey yeah. and, and cigarette? I haven't seen them. What? Yeah, model. there's a model called whiskey. And there's a model called Cigarette. Like a female model? Yeah, female model. Whiskey. She goes down smoke. 
<laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Uh, it's off the rails again. <laughs> off the rails. Yeah, really off the rails. All right. Well, but yeah, well, I, I've just never, I've never really tried that hard. I guess is what I'm saying. So, Freddie, give some pointers on what you think a good starting marketing idea would be for somebody. So, a good marketing starter is a six pack of beer, um, and then I would say that you want to have the generic Facebook business page, Instagram business page. Not trying to make it too personal. Occasional family picture here and there. Uh, advertising on Facebook and Instagram. You can start something on Yelp, and you can start something in um, what's the other one called? Um, Google. Uh, putting your your name and, and business on the map, which helps, and also on Apple Map, so that when people are in the area searching from their phone that your business will pop up if you want to do restoration, for example, or construction or whatever else, you know, um, it's up to you. You have to be very cautious. If you're working out of your home, you know, having strangers be like, oh, hey, this person's here. Let me just knock on his door. Uh, so that one thing to be very careful about. But, you know, those basic fundamentals really work well because it's, it's a good, solid ground. A website, believe it or not, is extremely crucial. I can't tell you how many clients tell me all the time that I tripped over your website. It's a great website. And I feel like my website isn't that great, but it's better than someone out there who did themselves many years ago. It's still active. It's still alive. And um, it works. <laughs> like, like, like mine and yeah. Justin's. Yeah. You know, it, 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 <laughs> I, I sucker punched you guys. I, I don't think the website's a bad idea. I yep. think, I think it's, it's, you need, I think a website is a good idea in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, just regular cards, hand them out, yeah. leave them wherever you can, get the word out, right? I think that's the way you want to hit the ground running, mm -hmm. get it going that way. A lot of the things you're talking about, Freddie, to me are a little more advanced and you have a budget for all that. Um, and, and you're... Well, you don't have to advertise on I'm Instagram not say, or anything early on, but yeah, establishing yeah. those pages are easy to do. Yeah, oh, I agree, which I don't have any of them, but I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my Instagram account's still personal. Maybe that's why I only got 3,600 followers, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, you know, I converted, at one time I converted, here's a good conversation. I converted my account to business and it grew. Mm -hmm. It's growing really fast getting people. But then I reached a point that was kind of a lull. It wasn't increasing much. I get one or two here and there. I decided to convert it private. I think I said this recently. And now, like every day I get 15, 20, 30. Today I got like 67 or something. And it's the reason being is now if you want to see my crap on my page and are intrigued of what I'm doing, then you can't just look at my page and not follow me. Now you want to see it, you have to follow me. So that increase of traffic also helps with the continuation of the hashtags and all that nonsense. And that helps. And it's amazing how many people discover you. And especially if you're also tagging the areas that you're working on. Because for some odd reason, these so-called millennials that works. search yep. the general vicinity of like what's happening in their general area, and they see your feed, and it's like, oh, look at this. This is pretty cool. I also need this work, and hopefully it's a domino effect from there. I, I've been doing the tagging areas mm -hmm. in like, I don't care if I build something for here in town. I keep tagging like Philly or close towns like Haddonfield and this and all of a sudden I keep getting followers from those towns because I put those tags in there even though that piece isn't even going there it's just they're affluent towns and I'm tagging them God damn. it helps you know for so, for a while when I was trying to grow you know I would do all the areas that I want to get working like you know I wanted to work mm -hmm. in San Francisco and in Chicago and these areas that have period homes I would list their streets or um, areas and I would get tons of followers and tons of people asking me questions and then next thing you know, we have conversations and that there's potential opportunity for work and I give them advice and I get, you know, charge consulting fees and everything else. And that it's very successful and, and that really opens up opportunity for you. You know, it's like if you think it's endless, if you think you're going to be very successful without putting some sort of effort or having connections, then unfortunately you're wrong. It's like it's like you you need to sleep less, work more. It's 9.17 p.m. and we're still working. Like, you know, and I've been working since 6 a.m. And I'm like just as energized now as I was at 6 a.m. Like I'm, 
the passion is there. The fire is there. It never gets old. The only time it gets old is mm-hmm. when you hands just keep moving. Yeah. Only gets old when a client comes in and they're a pain in the butt, and that just happens sometimes. You know, I move my hands again. Now you realize. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Again. I, I think isn't isn't advertising on Instagram and Facebook Very pretty much so. cheap though, Freddie? Um, I you know you got a range. You can do five dollars a day, six dollars a day, ten dollars a day, and then you can focus on the areas, the age group. You know, and then I really started researching like the areas I really want to work in. So I started highlighting like Back Bay or Newton or Newton Center or you know certain areas that are really um, wealthy areas that also have people who have budgets or or money to that the economy change doesn't really affect these people. They can maybe get affected two or three months out of the year, seeing what's happening. And then after that, it's like, yeah, I just want this. I want this done. I want that done. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell me which four Land Rovers are in your way. You know, that kind of, you know, thing. So <laughs> that's the people I'm trying to go after. And, you know, they have they have better appreciation and understand. And up they always want to upkeep, you know. They always want to be like the Kardashians. You know, I want the Hollywood style here in Boston. Um, so that's always an opportunity for you to take advantage. I'm a little hyper, I guess. Right. No, no, it's all good points. It's all very true, too. Yeah. But, guy, you have all this experience in sales. Share your knowledge, my guru. Share. What do you got? Always be closing. How do you sell to somebody that's on the fence, guy? Well, you have to, first you have to determine why they're on the fence. That's called an objection. Okay. You have to learn how to handle it. I've always used the feel, felt, found method. I understand how you feel. I felt that way myself. <laughs> but I found that. <laughs> that's good. I, I love it, guy. Good. Dropping knowledge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's my wow. knowledge bomb for today. Always carry a pillow. Always carry, always a, cushion. carry a cushion. There you go. <laughs> that is yep. wisdom right there, guys. Yep. Feel, mm-hmm. feel, felt. The three Fs, not the yeah. not those Fs, the other ones. In town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got? That's one. You got two more to go. Let's go, guy. What's the next one? You got cushion. What else? Next what else you what? got? Yeah. Knowledge. Sales. <laughs> Forgot already. <laughs> Um, how do you open a conversation with somebody hi guy? how are you yeah what, what can i help you with today <laughs> just kidding they called you um, <laughs> well don't 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 ask open end or close what's a close end question things okay. that can be where somebody can give you a yes mm. or no answer to or spe- more specifically a no question mm. it's like well do you like this color no well, which color do you like more? Do you like more this red color or more the yellow color? Yeah. They have to give you a positive response. I got you. There's, huh. no, neg- there's no negative to it. Um, that's, that's always something to keep in the back of your head. Uh, eliminate the word but from your vocabulary. Because hmm. but, you know, uh, but, but, no. That's why you never hear me say, but you always hear me say, however, yes, because I've eliminated the word, but from my vocabulary. And that was something I learned many, many years ago. Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of just little stuff, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> however, however. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't, I haven't been in sales for, what today's Thursday? Uh, the third. Uh, yeah, Freddie. Do you show up to meetings? Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Do you show up to meetings looking like you just got done work or presentable for the first time? Oh, first, first time, time meeting day. always presentable. Shaved, nice haircut, yep. smelling good. I um, my car is washed. Um, if sometimes even you know if I really want a job and this is an opportunity for like four or five hundred thousand dollar job. I may even rent a car. I may even rent a Mercedes Benz. I come in there pimping, you know, and then ready to go. My I'm wired, awake, breath smells good, hand nails are clean, you know, try to get everything 
ready and prepared and get myself ready for any questions that are coming up. Um, I'm always trying to sell. I'm trying to sell air. You know, how can I make yeah. you buy air? You need to breathe, always right? Always have nice shoes. Nice, oh, the not shoes, nice shoes, yes. but not don't have yeah. dirty shoes. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that's you know that's something I, you should never have. The first thing I always ask, you know, do you need me to take off my shoes? I bought booties. I put on my booties. You know, I'm always prepared. I give them my information, who I am, my business card, my contact information. And then I compliment their houses. And, you know, one thing after another, I said, you know, the house was great. The house smells, you know, if they're cooking or I finish eating. I'm like, wow, it smells delicious. You, know, you guys did great, had a great lunch or dinner. It's like it makes my mouth water. You know, compliment them. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to like make them feel good about themselves. Ignoring the kid peeing in the yard. Just yeah, exactly. Don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Don't pay attention to it. I just stepped on dog <laughs> shit. It doesn't matter. I got another pair of shoes yeah. in the car. Uh, yeah. That kind of mentality. You know, always give them good eye contact, good firm handshake, you know, break yeah. fingers if you have to. Let them know you're, you're, you're there, you're strong. And, uh, you know, and just I learned that from Michael Fortune. Michael Fortune, in upstate in Canada, he's a very successful um, furniture maker. And he says, I come into the person's house better dressed, smelling better, and driving better vehicle than their husband was. And he says that always worked for him. And I kind of took that a mentality. And he says, then you always get a vehicle with a number six on it that you rotate upside down because they think you then have a fleet of cars because you're busy, you know, and it just gives them that mentality. <laughs> like you are one of many we're working with, you know, that kind of ridiculous, like See, approach. Now, I, that, that's too much for me. That's selling <laughs> false stuff. And, and I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm not a guy that wears cologne or anything. Mm-hmm. What? I, I'm weary of people that come in smelling good and, and being salesmen. I'm mm-hmm. weary of people like that. 100%. So I don't show up to meetings like that. But I do show up to a meeting not in my dirty clothes. I will say that. I look like a woodworker, but I'm not a scruffy, dirty woodworker. I'll say that. So. What, I, I'm just, look I look like, like myself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been... <laughs> I'll, I'll come in with shorts and a t-shirt, but I'm not going to have a dirty t-shirt, dirty shorts on or dirty shoes. You know what I mean? I, I don't look like I got sawdust in my hair, but I, I look presentable. I mean, I'm casual or whatever, but I'm presentable. I'm not coming in there as a mess. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to come in there as a dirt ball, but I don't want to come in. I don't know what I'm going to say. Fresh from being out of the court. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, being it, I've been to many jobs that I, I wore a suit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm crisp. And the people who I was talking to appreciated and complimented that I'm happy that I came in in a suit versus all mm-hmm. the other people prior came with a pencil behind their ear, chewing gum, smelling like cigarettes or like, like a regular woodworker. And it's just kind of one mm-hmm. of those things that you kind of almost need to know your client. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be stalking them and looking, renting the apartment across the street for a week, but um, I am making sure that I know that who they are and what they appreciate and being very respectful. Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being presentable, but you can go overboard sometimes, too. I've seen that. Um, I I think the other, yeah, the other thing I think is part of my success is don't sell a line of crap. Sell, sell honesty. That's what I've always done. So that's part of what I believe I'm successful. And I'm supposedly talented too, but that, that might help. But hey. You know, unless you're a manure yeah. salesman, that's a, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. You know, uh, you know I agree with you. The reason, a perfect example, the reason why I got this church job, or I think one of the other reasons I got this church job is is he said the three other people that they interviewed all gave them the salesman re- like response. You know, they felt like everything was one or two lines that they were just given the same information they gave to every single person. And that I came in, I listened, and I responded accordingly, and I answered their questions. So that really helped with this particular client mm-hmm. and i took that to heart I, I appreciate what you know they that they noticed that i'm not giving them the bs that i was giving them the honest response and why i was going one way or another i think it's not good but i tend to tell customers they'll ask me a question and i sit there and i think about it a lot mm-hmm. and i'll think about it and at times i look at it and i'll just say 
I'm just trying to think of a very good answer for you, but I know an answer. <laughs> not, you know what I mean? No, I'm not an idiot or something like mm-hmm. that, right? <laughs> because I try to get like that blank look on my face when I'm thinking about things. And I'll sometimes tell this customer, I'm like, I have an idea. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to word to say, word it to say, speak it to you. I, See, this is the problem. <laughs> this is why I stopped talking. <laughs> but yeah. I, th- yeah. I, I think one of the best a- Genuine. aspects of me is that I'm really good at thinking on my feet. Like, I think you're an excellent speaker. I think I think that's a compliment because I think I'm a terrible speaker. But um, m- my other half, you're a very talented speaker. Th- thank you. My other half, <laughs> my mother-in-law tells me as a joke. Oh, here he comes again. The politician always has something to say. Always has an answer. You know, give it to me. Give it to me, which I absolutely love because it's just like. I always have, I always can come back and give you a response. I mean, I, I, the, the response can be like, I currently do not know. I'm, let me give me some time. I'll give you a, a more accurate response and resolve the issues and give you possible options. You know, there's never, I'm never like pinned against a corner. I feel like I, I can always work my way out from a corner, you know? Um, because like the famous movie, you never put baby in a corner. So I always took that mentality in that approach. And I feel like that's one thing that I'm good at. And, um, I think a lot of people benefit from not giving BS, but being really, um, methodical in their responses in, in sound that educated and, and informative and, and still answer the client's question. Even if it's simply like, I don't know that answer. Let me figure it out for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me find out. You know, that's, that's probably the biggest thing is people can smell BS a mile away. So never, ever, you know, try to deceive or lie to somebody because they'll, they'll see right through it pretty quick. And, you know, just be honest with people. If you don't know, you know, that's a really good question. I I don't know the answer, but I will find out and get back to you. You know, yeah. Lately, people have been coming in and they're asking me, you know, when when do you think I can work on the item or how's my item coming along? And I just told them the flat out truth. I have no idea. You're on your number six on the list. And these are the goals. But honestly, I haven't even started it. And if you want your item back, I totally understand. But, you know, the other person that was here prior, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it. It's coming out great. And then he'll go over there and like slam things together and put it all back together and put a clamp on it. And it's just like, yeah, see, take a picture of it, send it to her. See, I'm showing you progress. And then three or four months later, the clamp is still there and no progress has been made. It's just like, no, just tell them the truth. Like you haven't worked on it. It's coming up. Just be honest. And they, they appreciate that. One, one thing I, one thing, one thing I learned from managing people is whenever I ask people, you know, like, where, where are you on this project? You know, I'm just getting ready to start mm-hmm. that now. Know what that tells me? They've completely yeah, forgot about it. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. They 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 had no intention of starting it. They just totally forgot about it. Oh, I'm getting ready putting to start now. Uh, yeah, putting yeah. the fire out now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You 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 don't remember me asking you to do this, do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to fire you. <laughs> so. All right. Some good information in this one. Yeah. Tons of hand motions and scratching on my end. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this long, thank you. I barely, I almost had to quit a couple times. <laughs> oh, God. But I knew Guy might say something good, so I had to stay on. So. All right. All right. Guy, where can you be found? Uh, at my old, antiquated, crappy website, guyswoodshop.com. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's at my analog website, <laughs> craftedheirlooms.com. Where's the updated guy at? Freddie? The updated guy is the furniture repair shop on Instagram. Always pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't know. I, I forgot about that. I, you, you left a message on, you, on one of my uh, posts, so I, I started following you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I thought you converted everything over to the new name. Look, he's chasing people now. No, I'm. It's a different. It's a totally different account. Yeah, I'm. I'm just yeah. um, selling. One is my brand, and one is my business. I'm hoping to sell the business. You can't sell the brand. I'm only one Freddie. You know, I'm one of a kind. I'm a salesman. You know, you can't have me twice. There's only one me. So, 
the furniture repair shop. You can buy those for sale. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> How right. about you, Justin? All right. He, uh, craftedheirlooms.com. And you can find all of us at datgpodcast.com. Questions or concerns? Danke schön. That's how you get a hold of us. Danke schön. Oh, danke schön. All right. All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> What's he singing? I have no idea. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> have a good one. See you.